At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. What up, folks, and welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers on a Friday, February 16th. Just Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin, and Zach Cohen off for the day. And um, what a day it is because we have entered the all-star break. And boy, oh, boy. I think it was needed on my end. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, that from the perspective of uh, the season, how it's gone so far from a handicapping standpoint and everything like that. But very quickly, speaking of the All-Star break, I want to let you guys know that our NBA All-Star Primer is out. So I think a lot of you who have probably listened to this religiously um, don't really need a primer. But for anybody who maybe is tuning in, wanting to get ready for the All-Star break, myself and Zach Cohen uh, wrote up the Eastern and Western Conference, respectively, um, sorted the teams into tiers, contenders, outside looking in, and then the rest. Uh, just kind of giving you a, a vibe of every single one of these teams, where they stand, maybe a way to attack them as we enter uh, what many call the second half. We've got some future bets in there for you to make as well. And Kelly Bidlin has a nice little piece on the MVP race and breaking down the candidates and how they stack up in their own tiers. So make sure you check that out. Again, it's for VEASAN Pro subscribers. If you're not a pro subscriber, check out all the, uh, the subscription options at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, but very, very proud of how that looked. Zach did a really good job on it. Zach's going to be back with us uh, on Thursday on the pod. I know some of you probably have noticed that Zach has not been on. Zach, uh, of course, handling some business on his end, and he'll be back with us. I'm very much looking forward to him returning on Thursday as the NBA season resumes play. But the NBA All-Star break is here. And I have to tell you, as much as I like the NBA, I really enjoy the NBA All-Star break. You know, it's it's a really good opportunity to kind of sit back, recharge, uh, and kind of get your bearings. You know, the, a lot of these seasons, these lengthy seasons, uh, I don't know what it's like to handicap Major League Baseball and NHL on a daily basis. Uh, But I will say, as somebody who uh, does like to grind through, right, an 82-game schedule for 30 teams over the course of however many months plus the playoffs, uh, getting about a week to kind of sit back and not have to handicap, not have to write, not have to watch, 
um, it is nice to kind of recharge the batteries and 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 get a sense of what's going on. And, and frankly, uh, right before the All-Star break, I was losing my footing here a little bit in terms of the way that it was going. But uh, a decent first half, and hopefully we can continue. For those who have kept track on the pod or have been with us throughout this entire journey, the season, and so I wanted to break down a little bit of how I felt so far. The column has done pretty well. Everything that I've bet you guys are privy to. And we keep the record and keep track of it in the column as well. But 86 and 66 for the season with a couple of pushes uh, up 15.4 units. It was a, it's a really solid start. And I, I will say, as I mentioned, lost my footing a little bit there. I think um, from uh, about like two weeks on through the last two or three weeks, um, been kind of trying to find my way back here a little bit. But um, really good to go to the all-star break with uh, at least a couple of wins to get back on track with the Hornets and the Clippers. And it's been an interesting year because I feel like I have a pretty decent read on what's going on. I've tried a little bit more to bet some different things. Uh, totals, namely team totals, have been something I've been going after a little bit more too. Um, so I want to see if I can keep that as part of my repertoire as we move into uh, more of this. Again, I'll call it the second half, but we know it's not truly the second half. Um, but I, I feel pretty comfortable with where I have this season read. And there's a couple of teams that I'm really looking forward to um, maybe changing my view on. I'm going to have a podcast on that next week, uh, post all-star break, you know, maybe some teams to uh, teams, some teams to fade or follow, but it's been a fun season and it's been a fun season because a lot of you have been really interacting with us. So we really appreciate it. It's been a fun journey so far. I don't want to sound too cheesy, but I really appreciate it. Uh, So with that, wanted to hit on a couple of things from last night before we move on and just hit a couple of big picture things really quickly look at the all-star weekend see if there's anything that sticks out got some interesting news about the sabrina ionescu and steph curry challenge and that's about it we'll make this one a really quick episode but it's hard not to go back to last night and focus on a couple of things from yesterday namely the milwaukee bucks again going down in ridiculous fashion losing outright to the memphis grizzlies 113 to 110 on the road against them. And look, I brought this up when I was on with the guys uh, from the sports gambling podcast who are filling in for Mitch and Paul on follow the money, which was look, Milwaukee is a team that has covered consecutive games just once since the end of December. And since covering consecutive games in Charlotte and uh, versus Charlotte and Denver on the ninth and the 12th here of this month, uh, they went out and they lose both their games outright before the break home versus Miami. Then on the road against Memphis as 12, 13 point favorites. They are now, I believe what three and eight, three and seven under doc rivers so far. And I don't think a lot of this is doc rivers fault. I think this is a very flawed team. Um, I don't think they are particularly good defensively. I think on offense, they are very good if they can be, but they're still clearly trying to figure out this Giannis and Dame uh, situation in terms of how they vibe with one another, the pick and roll. Uh, Damian Lillard has not been his best self this season when you're looking at some of his numbers, right? You know, usually his, you know, his usage rate is down, but so is his efficiency. This would be the uh, lowest points per 100 shot attempts that he has posted since the 2016-2017 season, if this remains accurate. Um, the fact that the ball's not in his hands as much, his assist rate has really dipped. Uh, but still, this would be the lowest assist rate of his career since the 2013-2014 season. That was just his second game, second season um, in the NBA. And in terms of assist to usage rate, this would be the worst uh, since the 2016-2017 season. So it's been, it's not all on Damian Lillard. Again, you're really trying to figure things out with these guys. It's kind of shocking that we are at the all-star break and we're still talking about them starting to figure out their identity on offense when you have two lethal players who should be like two perfect puzzle pieces with one another. 
But as we move forward here into the home stretch of the NBA season, I'm I'm just going to flatly say I don't understand how the market continues to believe in this Milwaukee Bucks team. They are now 21 and 35 against the spread. That is a cover rate of 37.5%. They are only better than one team, the Atlanta Hawks, who are 17 and 38 against the spread. The market, for some reason, continues to power rate this team uh, amongst some of the best in the NBA, and they just flat out don't deserve to be rated this high. And what's even more fascinating is when you look at this from a futures standpoint, and maybe we'll finally start to see this, right? Maybe we'll finally start to see um, the market really kind of shift on Milwaukee. But still, after that loss, they are 7-1 to one to win the Eastern Conference, rated as the second most likely conference winner behind the Boston Celtics, plus 115 for the Celtics, plus, it's plus 300, 3-1 on Milwaukee to win the East if you're investing in those numbers, it's just not something I really understand at this point right now. They are not worth it. Flat out, they are not worth it. They should be rated on par with that of Cleveland or New York, two teams who can definitely beat them in a best of seven series. I'm I'm just flat out out at this point right now on Milwaukee. And it's time we understand that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us should be out. And frankly, if the market's not going to adjust as we move forward, it's a team worth outright fading. As we continue into the second half of the season, uh, you start out and look at the two road games they got when they come out at Minnesota, at Philadelphia. This is going to be pretty fascinating. And then they get two consecutive games against Charlotte. You know, it's a home a home away split. As I've kind of talked about a little bit on this podcast, when we talked about them versus Atlanta, I, I don't hate with like the little makeup that Charlotte's got here. Uh, as we, as um, you know, when you're talking about the two wings that are playing really well and Brandon Miller and, and Miles Bridges and and getting Grant Williams off of the bench and Seth Curry there as well. And a bigger combo guard and Trey Mann at the point of attack so far, like Charlotte's, I don't think going to really roll over, especially when they're figured to be pretty big underdogs. They were 14 and a half point underdogs against Milwaukee about a week ago. Figure it's going to be right around that number again in Milwaukee, a little bit shorter, obviously in Charlotte, but regardless, I just don't know if you're out there and you're still beating the drum for Milwaukee, or if you're investing in them, I'd be very cautious. I just don't think this is going to be the case. And, and we're starting to see too from Milwaukee, the troubling part, as you mentioned, it's not just the fact that this defense is, you know, continuing to kind of scuffle around is that the offense, the last couple of games um, has been really troubling. It's, it's been very inefficient. Uh, and that's kind of the problem, right? If you were going to play poor defense, you could balance that out with playing pretty good offense. But 111.1 offensive rating against Memphis. Miami held them to less than a point per possession. Very average in the win over Denver, 116.7. We've seen um, before the win over Charlotte, three, excuse me, yeah, three games in which they were held under 110 points. Uh, it's just been kind of hit or miss here for this Bucks squad. So, at this point right now, until you see a real adjustment by the market, this Milwaukee Bucks squad is going to be a team worth fading or staying away from. But I, I would very much maybe recommend starting to play against this team consistently because, boy, oh boy, um, does it not look good. And the other thing that I wanted to mention from last night, Warriors go out, get a 141-37 win over Utah. Um, they get the cover as two-point favorites. Thanks a lot to uh, Collins yesterday and the uh, big turnover in a clutch possession. A cool moment between him and uh, Colin Sexton, too. Tell him to keep his head up. But John Collins turns the ball over late after a pretty impressive 18 to 13 performance from him. 18 points, 13 rebounds. But I wanted to bring this up for a couple of reasons. First off, I wholeheartedly believe that the Golden State Warriors are going to be a somewhat dangerous team as we move forward. You know, I, I think we did forget, and I'll, I'll just reemphasize, we did forget 
that Draymond Green was suspended. We do forget that Chris Paul has been missing time and will be coming back here soon. Do I think they're going to win the NBA Finals? No. But one of the futures that I wrote up for the primer that we're going to have at the All-Star break, which is up right now on the website of VEASAN.com for VEASAN Pro subscribers, uh, is Golden State to make the playoffs at plus 150. I had a buddy text me, Sam Penyanovich, who works for Nesson. Some of you might know him. Um, asking about like the Warriors. And I responded with, hey, look, like he because he was asking about finals. And my response was, I'd rather have him at 25 to one to win the West because I do think there's a reality in which Golden State wins like the seventh seed and grabs a first round series with Oklahoma City. And then you're talking about a team in, in Golden State with the win equity, with the history, taking on a team that has no experience in a best of seven series against a team that's been there, done that one for championships. I like their odds there. So if you were going to invest in maybe a longer shot at this point right now on the board, Warriors 25 to one to win the West is something that I would recommend on top of them to make the playoffs. But outside of that, what I kind of wanted to focus on here uh, was Utah. And I mentioned this a little bit the other day when I talked with Kelly, because we were talking about the Lakers jazz game the other day and how they were catching about five and a half at home. And Kelly mentioned that maybe looking at Utah. And I think we're at the point right now where it's time to kind of sell here on the jazz because there's a couple of reasons, right? First off at the trade deadline, this team did sell off three rotation pieces, like three guys who are part of what they did. And part of the reason why they were one of the better cover teams in the NBA. Uh, those guys are now gone. And I think that does affect you, especially when you're talking about a team. It was already a playing team as it was right. And that the market rates a little too high at home. So you kind of get this influx of things kind of coming together to, I think, create a team that is now a little overvalued by the betting market and very much worth playing against. You're also talking about in recent form, not even just the trade deadline, but if we're talking about the last 14 games, uh, the wheels have fallen off a little bit here for this team. They are four and 10 straight up uh, over that span. They have only covered uh, five games. So four and 10 straight up five and nine against the spread. They're failing to cover on average. Utah is by 6.9 points per game. And the big issue is their defense over these last 14 games dead last in the NBA, 127.2 points per 100 possessions. I think Utah is kind of on my list of teams unless we see a real adjustment. But I think Utah is going to be on my list here of teams that I think are worth going against because I, I think we're now at the point where the market is going to continue to rate them as a team. One of those like I don't even know how to phrase it, I guess, like a plucky play in team. Right. Um, which I don't think is the case. I think that this team is now achieving a status of lower tier team in the Western Conference. I think that we're going to get to a point and we're already starting to see that dynamic grow. Uh, we're going to get to a point where the 10 and the 11, a, a, a gap starts to grow between whoever's going to be in the 10 right now. It's the Golden State Warriors and whoever's sitting there at 11 right now. It's Utah Jazz. Uh, right now, Utah is two and a half games behind the Golden State Warriors after that loss last night. I think our top 10 is set in the Western Conference. I think now we're just wondering whether or not uh, the C or no, excuse me, we're, we're just wondering what the seeding is going to be. But I think right now for Utah, unless we start to see them get power rated, you know, maybe on the, on the, on the same clip of like Houston or something like that, I don't think that the, I think that they're going to be worth playing against. And I think part of the reason why the market's going to be a little slow on this is that they still have like the general pieces that you think make them that plucky squad, right? They still have Larry Markin and they still have Jordan Clarkson. Um, but I think that when you really evaluate this squad now, post-trade deadline, you're going to realize that the, the depth is not as good 
and that this team's going to be up against it when you're talking about playing some of these Western Conference opponents. So um, just worth focusing on. Again, they, they, they go into the break on a slide too. Uh, not only just that 4-10 and 10 straight up 5-9 and nine ATS slide, but 0-4 uh, straight up and against the spread in their last four games and looking pretty bad defensively. So just something to keep an eye out here for the Utah Jazz and something coming uh, from the results last night. All right, let's take our break really quickly. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the All-Star break and, and what we kind of expect. And that's some fun. There's some things that you can bet on for the All-Star weekend. And I really like to. I mean, I don't really mess with the uh, <laughs> the All-Star game. Uh, but three-point competition can be fun. And we'll talk about that and more when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So All-Star Weekend can be fun. Um, I will fully admit, I don't think I have watched an All-Star game in like five years. Um, they're just not that entertaining, man. And I think the NBA's kind of got to do something with the, uh, you know, the dunk contest. As, as much as it sucks to say, um, I would very much, I would very much like to um, see something change here a little bit. The All-Star game's fine. Uh, and I love the three-point contest, but not really into the slam dunk competition. So I wanted to hit something interesting from a betting perspective really quickly for All-Star Weekend. It's this Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu three-point contest. So this we, we got to be careful with something like this. And this is why the NBA, like, they've got to do something about how they handle rules and injury reports and all sorts of things. But this is kind of getting my, this is kind of grinding my gears a bit here. So it was reported that Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu are going to take place in a three. They're going to com- compete in a three-point contest. And that the setup is Steph Curry, NBA balls, NBA line, Sabrina Ionescu, WNBA balls, WNBA line for charity. Well, I get a text yesterday, and this is what's being reported now is that, uh, let's see, I'm going to read this. Let's see right here. Originally, Curry planned to shoot from the NBA line, while Ionescu would shoot from the WNBA line. INSQ has quickly refuted that on Twitter, pledging she will shoot from the NBA line. She's also still shooting with a WNBA ball. So it's going to be WNBA ball, but three-point line for the NBA. So this is going to be a little bit longer for INSQ. 
And I just, it drives me nuts is first off, can we get some clarity? Like I get it's a challenge, I, but you as the NBA know that people bet on this and the limits are small and you out there should probably not be going out and right, putting the, putting the house on a Sabrina Ionescu, Steph Curry three-point contest. However, I would like some bleeping clarity on how this thing is going to go. So as of this point, it seems that it is NBA line, WNBA ball for Sabrina Ionescu. Over at DraftKings, Steph Curry is only minus 220 to win this thing. The WNBA ball just does change things for Ionescu in a very big way, right? So it's the ball that she's used to. Um, I, 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 but I, I think when you're talking about playing from that line and having it be a little bit more distanced, it, it's just that these, these, these athletes, these high-level athletes, I mean, they're freaks about everything. Right. Like they'll grab a ball and they'll go, wait a minute. now, like this doesn't feel right. Like one of the one of the pieces of grip, it's not really it's there's like a little tear here or whatever it is. Like they're so in tune with everything. Right. Where playing an entire NBA three point shooting contest from that line, five racks. I feel like by the time you get to the end of that thing, if you're Ionescu, you're really going to start to be thrown off. And then you're going to talk about the fact that, of course, right there, I think they're going to have the same concept. So it's going to be like the starry balls for those who don't know, right? Like the deep shots along the wings. Those are going to be farther away, too. I think that when we're talking about minus 220 for Steph Curry, if the rules are accurate and that she's going to do WNBA balls from but from an NBA line, I think the edge for Curry is a little bit higher than minus 220. Now, I keep saying what I would like to see is do Steph Curry from the do. NBA line, WNBA line, and then the winner in aggregate gets to choose which line to see who wins it all. I think that would be fun. Uh, but right now, DraftKings has this hung up at minus 220. I want to see where the market goes here once we get some clarity on these rules. Because if it's if it's equal, if it's Curry, NBA line, Ionescu, WNBA line, well, then I think this should probably be a little bit tighter, right? Because these are two, guys, uh, two, uh, two competitors who are very good at what they're doing amongst the best. Obviously, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we've seen in the NBA. Ionescu is one of the best shooters in the WNBA and in their respective fields where it's going to be an even playing field. Having said that, if we're talking about this from an NBA line, but with WNBA balls, it's just, I just need some clarity. And I want to see what the line does here. But Curry right now, minus 220 for Ionescu in the three-point contest. I can't wait to see what this is going to be. But NBA, just like, just, just give us some clarity. And the annoying part is, is like, you know that people bet this. You know that during All-Star Week, we like to bet on these competitions. And just a little bit of clarity with what we're going to do here would go a really long way. And the fact that they know this and, ref- and continue to play sort of games here, I, I think is absolutely irritating. It- it's why, too, by the way, you don't see anything for the slam dunk contest except for faraway places. Maybe DraftKings will hang something up. Um, but the dunk contest is an absolute abomination where you get stupid scores and people just playing favorites and doing all that kind of stuff. So God bless you if you want to bet that because I'm out. I can't do it. All right. Now, three-point contest is fun. Damian Lillard plus 475 is the favorite. Tyrese Halliburton, 5-1. to one. Trey Young, 6-1. to one. Larry Markkinen, 6-1 to one as well as Carl Anthony Towns and Jalen Brunson. Malik Beasley at plus 650. And then Donovan Mitchell at 7-1. to one. And I'll tell you this right now. Give me Malik Beasley a plus 650. Uh, the guy is a knockdown shooter. He's shooting extremely well so far this season. Um, I'm really surprised. I mean, I guess it's kind of more name than anything else, but I'm really surprised he's as far down as he is. 
Um, for those who maybe haven't been paying attention to me, uh, Beasley season, shooting 44% from three overall, 40% on above the break threes, 51% on non-corner threes. He's been incredible. He's been one of the best shooters that we've seen so far this year. And the fact that we're getting him at plus 650, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of nuts. And I get it, you know, Damian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton, how good they've been in the past. Hell no. Give me Malik Beasley plus 650 uh, to win this thing. I think there is a tremendous value in Beasley, given the fact that he is amongst the best shooters in this field right now, given how well he has played. Cool part is, and good on DraftKings for doing this, you got a whole bunch of stuff. You've got over-under on first-round scores. Uh, you've got alt scores if you want to bet over or under. Uh, you've got the best streaks, a player with the longest streak of made shots in a row in the first round, the high score in the first round, money ball rack. So again, over or under makes from the money ball rack. Malik Beasley under three and a half minus 165. Get out of here. Respect my guy. And then the starry rain shots. I mean, it's great. It's it's great how many things are absolutely available here uh, for the three point contest over at DraftKings and in other spots. But um, I can't wait to watch this. This is my favorite thing of all of All-Star Weekend. This is all that I watch. And then I move on and then I move on with my life. So for those who are interested, too. Uh, West All-Stars minus two and a half. Total is 364. Um, All-Star game MVP. Giannis is the favorite at six to one. LeBron James at seven. Jason Tatum, nine. Uh, Lillard at 10. 11 to one. Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards. I mean, I guess, do you take a flyer on Tyrese Halliburton at 12 to one considering it's Indiana? I don't know. Um, you could tell the interest that I have is kind of waning once we've actually gotten here to this point. But All-Star Week's fun. Uh, at me, JVT, up on Twitter. Tweet me if you actually um, if you actually bet on the All-Star game itself, if you'd like to have some fun with that. Uh, be curious to see what you're playing and uh, who you got for the uh, three-point contest as well, but not overtly fascinated with what's going to happen there. Um, that's it. I mean, look, pretty simple. I uh, wanted to give you guys a little bit of something before we went into the All-Star break. Uh, we will have podcasts throughout next week, too. Don't worry. Uh, Monday, got a really good thing planned in terms of taking a look at the best ATS and um, worst ATS teams over under teams uh, talking about teams we're fading and following and uh, all sorts of stuff as we enter that and then of course uh, we'll have a little bit more I was planning I'll talk to Zach because I know that we were planning on potentially doing some draft stuff during the NBA all-star break as we get ready for that and draft odds are starting to appear too uh, but very much looking forward to uh, a little bit of time off and um, getting ready for the second half for the home stretch because I really do think that here on the podcast, we've done a really good job. I think we can continue to do a really good job and hopefully continue to do a lot of some really good information while being entertaining. I think that's kind of the thing. So big takeaway here, two things. One, the Bucks stink. Two, fade the Jazz post-All-Star break until the market adjusts. And three, Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley to win the three-point. I guess I should do this. Malik Beasley plus 650 to win the three-point shooting contest. That's about it. All right, folks. Again, um, All-Star Primer is up. Please make sure you check that out. I would very much appreciate that if you would. We did a lot of good work on that. Uh, VEASAN.com slash guide is where you want to go to get that. And um, keep an eye out for everything we do. I am done on the weekends uh, for Live Bet Saturday, Live Bet Sunday. Those shows will resume, but I will not be on them anymore. Um, I'll just say, keep an eye out on Monday. P pretty, I think, fun and cool announcement for what my future holds here at the Vegas Stats and Information Network. I don't want to be cryptic. I was just told you can't say anything. So take that with what you will. Uh, but again, like, rate, review, subscribe. The podcast isn't going anywhere. Uh, but like, rate, review, subscribe, and we will talk to you on Monday here on Heartwood Handicappers. Have a good weekend, folks.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.